0: If you're 100% in fitness and you're 100% in business and all the other pillars are zero, you're losing. Like, you're not successful. I don't care if you drive a Lambo, you live in Scottsdale, and you have eight-pack abs. But if your kids hate you, your spouse hates you, you're emotionally dead, what does it matter? You're spiritually dead? It does it matter? You know what I mean? But if you can get to a point where it's like your body's rocking, you're happy, your lady likes you, your dogs love you, you can step away from all this nonsense and be alone and still feel fulfilled, like, that is a successful person regardless of... If it's a billion dollars, or if you only make a hundred thousand a year, or if you make fifty dollars a year, whatever. Love for the game, for the game.
1: Bro, we got J. Mitch in the building. I'm here, bro. Second time. Second time. Uh, we've only done like Thirty something episodes of this podcast so far, and yeah. you are one of a couple who have been on multiple times. So welcome to the to the two times on the wrong Relentless Club. Two times, yeah. Like LeBron would say, yeah. One it. of the things we were talking about before we started rolling was like just your your guy he, here. You guys have been friends your whole life. Yeah, he's your brother. You can sit him as your brother, absolutely. And he moved here from you said San Antonio, San Antonio right? Antonio. Yep. And I was just thinking, I like having like a small circle. I like just being around people that you fuck with and we were talking about that absolutely and um so that's why i like like i I, these guest-based podcasts yeah i love some of the podcasts where you just fuck with people and you have chemistry with them and you just keep bringing back on come back on man for
0: sure i love it bro this room is crazy (laughs) i've been talking about this room since i came in here (laughs) it's it's crazy like because i think a lot of people haven't seen like your grind bro like What do you mean? From, like, you being... Like, when I first met you, right, at Bobby's... I don't know what fight that was.
1: Um, It was probably around... 2000... Conor McGregor, Mayweather-ish.
0: Yeah, probably. And then the apartment you had were, like, scrunched up in a room trying to pod, like... Yeah. But it was, like, still getting it done, and then now it's, like, you got a full, like... Crazy, bro. The thing about this
1: podcast, man, is I've been... I've been talking about this fucking podcast for... Since I met you, bro, yeah, yeah. I was like, I need to start a podcast. This is a wave. I, I sensed the wave coming. Absolutely. And then what do I do? I fucking hesitate. I'm like, okay, I'll do it I'll, next month, next year, next yeah. year. But I'm talking about it. I'm thinking about it. And then fucking right when I started, Joe Rogan gets a Spotify deal. Yeah. And now I'm almost late to the podcast game in a way. You think so? I don't think I'm late because I think at the end of the day, consistency and just quality of content Absolutely. will always win out. Absolutely. But if had I got in three years, I would have been three years ahead of like the you. boom. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Absolutely. I think a lot
0: of things too, is people aren't taking this into the consideration. Like it's, it's more than just like turning on a mic and talking. Right. Like, obviously mm-hmm. that's the premise of it, but it's like when you add the
1: scenery and it's like a vibe in here, bro, it's like,
0: you're comfortable you're you're ready to talk about whatever it's
1: fire dude last time you were on like so slowly we've just been upgrading equipment so i didn't always have the video switcher station i didn't have this light i didn't didn't have that light yeah i didn't even use that light today i didn't have these motherfucking things right this this is crazy. and we were sitting in some shitty ass ikea chairs where if i sat in there for longer than 30 minutes my neck started to hurt (laughs) i was like i gotta get desk chairs bro for people you know this is
0: crazy bro this table's fire too
1: Yeah, I got it off Amazon. Everything here is pretty much Amazon. This is fire. Minus the wood panels. I like built those myself. I actually dreamt about like, I was trying to think like, what do I want to make my studio look like? Yeah. And I had no idea what would be dope, what would make it seem like a vibe. And I don't know, I kind of just dreamt of like light up wood panels. And like I saw, I pictured like this fire like behind me with this wood wall. I don't know. And it can turn into that. <laughs> Nuts,
0: bro. This is hard.
1: Well, speaking right. of, I mean, you're a creative guy. You do I consider myself creative within the last couple of years. Like for sure. I don't think I found my creative side of myself until I started smoking weed, honestly. <laughs> and it was like two years ago. Yeah. But now I'm like creating a podcast. I'm making things a vibe. Yeah. But like someone who's not creative, they don't think like that, right? Word. So I want to ask you like, you make good ass music. Is there a thing to grinding on like a budget without having to have all the fancy mics because if you're thinking, oh, I need the fancy mic to fucking succeed, then you're probably also focusing on the wrong thing. No,
0: yeah, for sure. I think a lot of that turns into um, understanding your craft when it comes to like music, right? Like because I had X amount of years to understand like my tone, like I was telling you last time. Yeah. A lot of the times, whatever mic I had, I'd have to like channel... I'd have to change my voice to match the tone. Because certain mics bring out... So, the one that I recorded my album on is like a $10,000 mic. It's like mm. a Sony C800. But it comes with all these cool... So, gigas- it puts the Shure mics
1: to to shame, huh? Oh, yeah. It's the
0: craziest mic I've ever seen. Okay. Like, but when I first recorded on it, I had never recorded on a mic that expensive ever before mm. in my life. So, when I first recorded on it, I paid attention to things that I never knew before. Like So, it was like the... The warmth, like the warmth of your voice, the way that I'm projecting my tone, like how close I am to it. So I adapted and was like, okay, so I low-key kind of got spoiled and was like used to that mic because I'd had so many other years of like, we got to stand this far away because uh. the mic is super sensitive so it catch it and all this other stuff. Um, so it's really, it's like, I think Tucker. when you're- Here, I'm going to put my talk Tucker, out. Yeah. Tucker, come on. You got to go out, man. See?
1: Milo's more chill. Milo.
0: Keep it in the pot, bro. Shout out to the dogs.
1: He's uh Tucker's one of those dogs where we held him too much as a puppy and now he's super needy. That's like my daughter, man. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. Um sorry man. What were you saying? But yeah, so yeah. I,
0: I think that like it's it's you have to what I'm trying to say to all of is like I feel like you have to just start. Like you have to just move. And I even realized that like starting like the, you know, the clothing thing is like. Dude,
1: that's fucking dope, by the way. Yeah. No, this is a whole nother. So you started that from scratch.
0: Absolutely. From the, like, the count, the thread count. Damn. To the shorts.
1: Yeah. That's a i I want to get into that, but I also yeah. want to finish the loop on it. Because I'm For sure. genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I
0: just, I think it's this, when you start and you start moving and you start doing it, I think that's when you start fine tuning it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So even if I had to pod, or like, we're or if I'm rapping, and I'm like, we're just going to iPhone it eventually i'm gonna get perfect on this i'm gonna be like my tone on the iphone is so crazy but then when i get a mic like this i'm like oh my gosh it's so different quality then and i feel like that's where it just progresses because now your your brain is adapting to you know what i'm saying Mm. and i really feel like that's how the progress the, the progress just
1: happens so you almost think that when you get to a certain point and you know you're committed get the gear that will make you good because that's the stuff that will all, like, that's where you're building up right. to. You yeah, might as well go there. Now. That,
0: right. And that, cause at the end of the day, like if you want to be competitive, like not to say that you can't record on a, on a crappy mic and it still do, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah. But you're competing with people that are recording on hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment. You know what I'm saying? So eventually you know, you're going to be there. So if you're already like, I'm here, you might as well make the investment in yourself. Yeah. Might as well. Especially if you're, if it's quality,
1: of course. Yeah. That's my so you think that translates also to something like a podcast where it's like make your thing dope and ma- start just grinding. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Like this. Like, you're thinking out the... Bo- like, bro, to set the vibe, like... Do you watch... Like, do you just watch Joe Rogan's podcast?
1: I try to consume, like a bunch of content in different niches that I genuinely find interesting. Have you seen Roy and Maul's podcast? Uh. Uh-uh.
0: So they had, they were on the Joe Button podcast and then they split this whole thing, but Rory and Maul started their own podcast and they have a similar like super cool lighting. You know what I mean? Like before mm. when they were doing the J, the Joe Button podcast, they were like in a, in a room, I think it was like probably somebody's like side room or something, but it was like really hard lighting. And I mean, but it was a good podcast though. And they had like yeah. posters, like it was consistent. But then when they, when they branched off and started doing their own thing, the lighting is different. It's like a mood. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like a, you feel like you're just kind of sitting back, chilling, watching, you know what I'm saying? Like in the conversation, through a screen, it's nuts. So it, to see you do that is like you're th- I'm already seeing you thinking outside the box and just yeah. let's get some mics and talk. So it's fine.
1: Yeah. I heard something the other day, which – I don't know, I, I, like, I'm like. i starting to identify as someone who's creative, because like I said, that was new for me. And one of the things that I find is like, sometimes I'm most creative when I just allow myself to consume and think outside of like my normal box. Like Absolutely. if I'm in a certain, my dating advice company, right? Yeah. Every dating advice coach makes the same type of content. They're all making the same videos. Right. So if I'm thinking, how can I be different? Um, I'm starting to take my mindset out of the same lane that everybody's just swimming in just to gain inspiration and things like that. Absolutely. But I also, what I heard was um, like that process of you are most creative when you're basically consuming, Mm. which means that you're basically not creating shit. Yeah. (laughs) It almost like you're playing a game of like, I'm not really releasing a lot of stuff, but also I want to make sure what I release is fire. Right. You know?
0: Right. Cause you, you set a standard in my mind. Like you, When you, I feel like when you're consuming, you see, at least when I consume, I'm consuming the top players. So it's like, I'm paying attention to the smallest details, jumping back to this. Like I'm watching the top players. Like what are the big apparel CEO companies doing, whatever. Mm. So then it's like, when it's time for me to kick mine off, I may not be able to, I may not have the same funds you have, but I know the intricacies of what I can control that we both can do, Mm. that I can still match that. So it'll still be competitive. Like these shorts, man, when we get into this, like, bro. I released these shorts like a week ago. In okay. a week we made, like, bro, my company's so... Like, I got my comp... I have the idea for my company back in February. Okay. Five months of just designing before we even were like, okay, we're ready. And then once we released it, it was like the floodgates of heaven just opened, bro. It was like sales. Damn. I got a 100 followers on the IG page. Like, quick, like organic, no promotional no marketing. Yeah, the, the, Even the sales, like organic, no marketing, like crazy. So, Damn. I think... But that was just like, again, just... Time of consuming, paying attention. How, what did, did that not work for him? Okay, I, cool. Like, compiling all up into yeah. like a notebook. Yeah. And then making sure that when we hit the ground running, it's undeniable. You watch Andy Frisella?
1: Uh, A little bit. Did
0: yeah. you see? So he had a podcast called Being Undeni- Undeniable. And he talks about that. Like, whatever you do, you have to be undeniably good. Mm. Like, there's no doubt. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no like, nah. Eh, it's either like, if you don't like me, it's because of. Like me personally, but you cannot deny that my content isn't top tier or whatever. You know what
1: I'm saying? so. Dude, I I, I fucking love that. And I have a feeling that um, only because I've experienced it with my book in the dating advice industry is people are window shopping these days. It's like fucking Tinder, right? Yeah, Swipe right, swipe left. And so if you can't catch someone's attention with a glance. Right or even in the 10 second explanation, yep. you've lost them, absolutely, right? And I think what I recognize about your brand, that's why I was like curious, because I saw you like talking about it, promoting it, and I was like, that's dope, and if he created that, even more props, right? Because instantly you get it. It's a gut feeling in like in marketing, which is what I do every day, they call it the big idea. And so like if when you release a product or something, it has to be a good big idea. And the big idea has like criteria and most of it comes down to, it's gotta be a visceral gut feeling that I get right away. Like right away I understand it. You know, do I say like qualified? anybody who feels like an underdog immediately identifies with it and it looks dope. Who's not going to want that fire. You know, absolutely. That's so fire. That's so fire. Yeah, bro. It was man. Like the,
0: the process of this, bro. Like, so 2020, how was your 2020 by the way?
1: Do you want to get into this? Yes. Let's, okay. let's, let's, yeah,
0: let's talk about this. Cause
1: I, I know you mentioned like some of the dating advice business. and I was thinking like, cause you're like fucking crushing it. Right. I'm like, well, I guess it depends on your definition. Yeah. 2020 was hard. Because uh, I had my business runs on. I give away free books Mm -hmm. of my book and I have a few courses to where it makes it me a little bit of profit so I can stay running, but I make my profit to where I can run the company, scale the company, um, live and stuff, off of back-end sales, right? Gotcha. And so I've been, when I released the book, I spent a whole year grinding on just one product, right. getting the book funnel converting, getting people interested in it. Right. Once it got there, I did a big affiliate launch in 2019, so yeah. exactly one year to the day, and then that exploded my business even more and scaled up. And that's the process that you need to go through is you create one product and you focus on it relentlessly for a year. You make it dope and then you start extending the brand because you're not truly, truly profitable or making you know, a lot of sales until you have a back end too. What do they buy next? Right. And so for me, that's what I've been building since 2019. Right. And so what I had built was a very successful in person event. It was a boot camp, mm. and I had a documentary that got released January 2020. Documentary was the best thing I've ever created, and to this day, I'm like, yo, that's like movie festival worthy shit. Yeah. You know, and just cause like I had never gone so deep into just storyboarding and just like giving the right content and making it a visual and a audio experience too. Right. You know, I put dope music and stuff. I like, I, you know, I've never created like that. Right. I would imagine kind of like the, the same intricacies to creating a beat and a song from scratch, right. you know? And then going into that two months after I released the documentary, okay. no events. Mm. I lost my entire back end. So I've Golly. been in, I've been in a year of I, and I kept the front end cranking cuz I was like I'm investing in my business. Right. I spent a quarter million dollars a year last year in 2020 on advertising alone. Jeez. And that was just the front end yeah. and not profitably, right? Mm. I was break even. Yeah. And so because I didn't have a back end and so I've spent the last year grinding on recreating a backend to where if COVID fires back up, I'm not out of business, right, you're you ready. know? Absolutely. And luckily i grinded up to that point where I didn't go out of business, right? right? Cause I stayed afloat. I was doing pretty well. Don't get me wrong, but, right. um, it wasn't, it, it was definitely a setback, you yeah. know, I plateaued because of unforeseen circumstances, right. you know,
0: I feel like a lot of people were affected by Not having COVID proof hustles, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it was, yeah. COVID was hard for me too, man. Super. Like really 2020 was like the best worst year of my life. Like worst. I guess I could probably put worst best I put worst first, Mm. but it was, yeah, it was a ride, man. Like when did we talk last?
1: It was probably August, maybe a year ago. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I had started the podcast and that's another thing is like, I, I lost focus on the dating advice business. Not, not, unintentionally Mm. but I had started focusing on the podcast instead of the dating advice channel because this is like my long-term goal too you know
0: Mm -hmm. so how did okay before I even talk about my thing how did you transition from where you were at to where you are
1: now what do you mean like uh, your living situation um like how
0: did that happen because like you were, because I didn't even know you were, because I didn't even know you had plans to move, like.
1: Oh, yeah, so we had lived in, in downtown Phoenix, Um, and it, don't get me wrong, it was a nice apartment when I was single, yeah. Um, because it's in the middle of the city, it was a brand new building, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of like modern, right? right? So it was dope, but it was tiny, you know, because right. it was a minimalist place. Right, right. And so when I got a girlfriend, and then we got a dog, and then another dog, it was cramped, and then I had right. a podcast studio in right. there, bro. Right. So, um as far as moving, we, I just lived there for four years and they, their construction just got insane oh, downtown. So you're like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, dude, they put up three high rises right next to my building. <laughs> one on this side, one on this side, one on this side and they're still building. That's and so yeah. and the whole time I was there, it was just all construction, literally right at my building. And so we just got the fuck out as soon as our lease so was up. that was like a timing thing, that was
0: like a, yeah. okay, yeah.
1: And it was bad timing too because February of this year, um, you know, I was, I was obviously grinding, but I was grinding a lot, you know, Mm. every day, um, just like podcasts, dating advice, business, um, and then the marketing side of everything too. Mm. Um, and then in COVID I got, or in February I got COVID and, uh, and I, I was out of commission for like three weeks run, like I was bro. useless bro and then my girlfriend got COVID and then the guy who was working for me at the time got COVID and then his girlfriend got COVID so it wasn't just because there's delay so me and my girl were out of commission for like a month and then the person who helps me every day was out of a commission the following month you know Brofless, bro. yeah That's so e- even this summer is like I had my next event when we finally could. And, uh, you know, I'm finally getting back into the swing of things yeah. to where like mentally I'm like fucking able to focus Absolutely. too. you know, she's bro. Yeah. She's.
0: Yeah. So, uh, 2020 was crazy, bro. So, um, I guess the last, the last, I'm trying to think of where we last left off at. So the music kind of went to a halt because of that whole like marketing thing I was telling you about. Um, But in my mind, it was like, rappers don't make any money. Like I was telling you before, like, there's no money in music, really. Like, unless you're one of those players, like, and even them, they have so many other investments and sideline companies. Like, so that was one of the things, like, at first it was like, all right, so I know we're not going to make any money with this now, so I need to figure out a way to bring in some income. So from, like, July until February was, like, as as an adult, the hardest financial time I've ever had in my adult life, like, bro, I had an eviction notice. I had, bro, like, I don't know how many times where I literally had to just like pray my way into like money and food and like legitimately like, so in this season of my life, bro, it brought me closer to God in a in a crazy way, which is another reason like my brother is like coming out here like, So I was like, you know what, like, and like, bless the Lord, man, like February came, I got a really dope job downtown that like skyrocketed my income, like we're like finances are fine now. Um, But I've always had like the hunger and like entrepreneurial spirit because I knew like I'm not completely leaving music alone, but I've always been like, I know I need to create something that's COVID proof. Mm. And I wanted to have something that added value to society that made people feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is more than... You know what I'm saying? So when I die, it's like my imprint is more than just songs. You know what I mean? Like I've always wanted that. So, um, February comes, I get this job and it's super dope, but I have this like weird feeling in my spirit, man. Like this weird feeling like of unfulfilledness, like, so anytime that happens, I just know to go to the gym. Like that's what I always do. And, um, I got to a point like through last year and COVID where I would feel like if, if I felt like I was praying and I felt like God was trying to reveal something to me, I would just like write it in my phone, like notes to my phone. So that's where this came about, bro. Like, I felt like it was like, look, you're going to start a business from scratch. Like, it's going to be like fitness apparel, this whole thing. And I'm like, all right. Like, you know, it's like the, the weird feeling where you don't really know. Like, you're kind of in the dark with it. And like I said, anytime I feel like if, if, it's, if I feel like it's coming from God, I like to write it down. Because if it starts coming to pass, I know it wasn't just me thinking about it. You know what I mean? I know it was like a legit situation. So, um, sure enough, bro, Qualified came about. And I told a few people about it. And uh, it was just really the way I was living my life, bro. It was, like you said, like you're the underdog and a qualification isn't, like no, like you didn't have to ask permission to do this. Yeah, It's intrinsic, like being qualified is a gift. It's not a status, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like something that we all possess. It's like, we could be whatever we wanted to be. Like Elon Musk wasn't always the, you know, crazy billionaire he is. Elon Musk spent hours and hours and hours in front of a computer. You know what I'm saying? Hours and hours while we were doing something else. Jeff Bezos was getting laughed at. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like 20 years later, it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's always, it's all, qualification isn't something that, you know, oh, I got to go to school or I got to freaking, nah, man, like it's here. It's in your heart. You know what I mean? And just the act of moving your legs and allowing yourself to implement the things that you know you can do, that is going to, you know what I'm saying? So here we are, you know what I'm saying? And literally everything I wrote down in my phone that I felt God was putting on my heart, man, like it literally has been coming to pass like every day. And it's super dope to have him here because I've I found a new light in my spiritual walk. You know what I mean? Trying to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and now embarking on a, a role of a, a business owner, you know, and seeing that just how people have been receiving Qualified has been crazy. So even in that, it's like, okay, so now there's a whole new level of things that I need to stabilize. Because before I used to think like the pillars of goals were like emotional, financial, physical, and spiritual, but now like adding family to that, you know what I'm saying, and balancing. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like if you're super buff, right? Like if we had to like, if all the pillars were like percentages at 100, if you're 100% in fitness and you're 100% in business and all the other pillars are zero, I still think you're, you're, you're losing, like you're not successful. I don't care if you drive a Lambo, you live in Scottsdale and you have eight pack abs. But if your kids hate you, your spouse hate you, you're emotionally dead, what does it does not matter? You're spiritually dead. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But if you can get to a point where it's like your body's rocking, you're happy, your lady likes you, like mm. your dogs love you, like you, you, can, you can step away from all this nonsense and be alone and still feel fulfilled, Like that is a successful person, regardless of if it's a billion dollars or if you only make 100000 a year, if you make 50000 a year, whatever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing what you love... And that's providing for you and everybody else around you loves and cares about you. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah.
1: that's it. So
0: here we are. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's a really condensed version too, but
1: damn. Yeah. That's, I had a feeling that cause I was in college during 2008 when the stock market crashed and the real estate market crashed and all that. Yeah. And I didn't feel that cause I was a kid and I, my parents were paying for everything, right. but I know my dad was, talking like he lost a lot of money in the market because of all that stuff. Right. Um but he 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 was entrepreneurial too so he had multiple streams and he was also a, a Vietnam War vet so oh, he had yeah. a lot coming yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so he he was good but I I had a feeling that 2020 was probably going to be worse because it was a worldwide thing and I thought that there's definitely going to be a fucking entrepreneurial boom coming yeah. after 2020, just like after 2008. Absolutely. And so it's really cool to see that. Cause I've seen you on the grind too for many years, Yeah. but now you're, you're starting something and it feels like it's got a lot of momentum behind it. Yeah. And it, it's, I I just look at it and I know that's not good. like, as long as you just keep with it, it's going to fucking blow up. Yeah, you know, that's
0: love. Yeah, man. And that's the goal, man is, is to really create, and army, I don't know if you've paid attention to the Instagram, but a lot of a lot in the Instagram says like we are the army, like welcome to the army. There's a lot of emphasis on the army. And that's because I the on on like your your first reaction to it is like, is the quality there? So I I literally you talk about, you know, in the consumer stage of the creating process, right? Mm. So I'm looking at premium workout gear. Like you ever heard of ASRV? I'm just mm. gonna shamelessly plug them. <sighs> but um ASRV is is Dope, bro. They're super dope, but they have the audacity to sell you shorts at $108, mm. right? Workout shorts, 100. Yeah. I've never seen that before, right? Then you go look at like joggers. Joggers would be like 168. You're charging me $200 for some joggers, bro? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why do they have the audacity to do that? We can scale back and think about value and then we can look at more like fashion brands like Louis V and Dior, Balenciaga, whatever. They'll. I, bought, I have some shoes in my closet. Let's not even talk about it. Like, they cost me a lot. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's because it's like they, they've they placed the value on that because of how it's created, the time they took into it, and that's what they deem. And people are like, yeah, we receive that. You feel a lot different when you spend $30 on a pair of shorts than like 108, right? Mm. So looking at that, and then looking at like Nike and the bigger, like the whales in the world. So taking that into qualified, I'm like, okay, like we can create something that is quality, top of the line quality, so when you initially see it, and you buy it, you have an emotional attachment to it because of the price point. So you're going to take care of it a little bit more, but then you're going to have a sense of pride in wearing it. But then once you get past that, it's like, it's a reminder to you. There's been so many times where I've not wanted to go to the gym and I'll put on this. I'm like, bro, you're qualified, bro. Because I got friends, bro. I got friends that are bodybuilders that are IFBB pros. And we all kind of started working out around the same time. But I look like a marshmallow and they're freaking Hulk, bro. They're jacked. They look phenomenal. But the difference was is like they kept going. And mm. then it's like they created this separation between the way we look physique-wise. And now in my head, I'm disqualifying myself because I'm comparing myself to them. When when they started, they could have been comparing themselves to whoever the top bodybuilder yeah. in the world was at the time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even like starting a journey like, man, I'm never going to be where Pat is. Like Pat's killing. Like, man, you got years in this. I'm not going to do qualified. No. Go. Yeah. Because the only, the only separation between you and I is time. It's it, like time and grind, mm. that's it. So it's like getting a group of people to really embrace that yeah. and really understand like, hold on, we are, like, we got it. We really do got it. Like, this is like your permission, like qualified is your, this is your permission to be great. If you need it, if you're, if nobody's told you it's okay to be awesome, we'll tell you here are qualified. Here are qualified, we say. Yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's really where I want to gravitate it to. And we got some stuff in the works, man, like some, um, some accountability. Uh, I don't really have a name for it yet, but almost like a, it's going to be like a year program, mm. so to say. Um, but in this program, it's really going to be filled with uh, making you stand on what you want. You know, making you stand on not just saying, oh, I want to do this. And you know, regardless of what it is, if it's a financial goal, a physical goal, whatever, um, but making making sure that that goal comes to pass. So it's gonna be really hard. It's gonna be really mentally. I don't want to call it strenuous, but it's gonna it's gonna help you grow. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna really challenge you. Um, so we're working on that. Uh, I, of course, more more clothing pieces are coming. It's top top of the line quality, bro. I want to be yeah. the Louis VIA physical
1: fitness Love apparel. It. So so are you are you positioning yourself um in the in the clothing market compared to the other athletic gear that you were mentioning are you going lower than that or are you doing a similar price point to that
0: i'm like i'm i'm a sweet spot so i don't charge so the, these shorts right here the zero zero ones um they're 70 got it so you're gonna feel it when you buy them mm. but it's not gonna be as i don't know why but 30 dollars less i feel like feels reasonable yeah. Right. So you'll buy them and you'll be like, man, I can't believe I just spent $70. But then when you get them, you're gonna be like, I see why I spent $70. Yeah. Does that make sense? I
1: still think that's like a premium price point, which I think is good Absolutely. because I think you're right. If I'm looking for a pair of shorts, what the fuck are you, you What? why yeah. are they $100, right. you know? Yeah. $70 seems like it's premium, but it's also like, I don't know, I think it's a good move, you know? Right,
0: yeah. And the, the coolest thing about it is at first when they were priced, you know, it was we went sold like back and forth so many times. It was like how much how much are they worth? Like how much are they worth to me? I was like, okay, sixty nine nine nine. Like yeah. that's where we're
1: at. Let's see how it's received. But it's more than just clothing. When someone puts it on, it's like a fucking they're putting on their cape, you know? Exactly. But also like to see people's reactions, he's a perfect example. Like
0: he I bring him downstairs to him because he's at my house. And I, it's like, it's, all, it's packaging, it's everything, right? And to watch his initial reaction when opening them, the first thing I ask is, are they worth $70? Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Then I'll send them out to somebody I haven't talked to. Like, and I'll just message them like, hey, like, how do you feel about the price point? Are they worth it? Absolutely. Oh, bro, I didn't know I had a front pocket. Oh, I didn't know. You remember Kenan? Mm-hmm. Kenan, so he's going crazy in Fort Bragg, being a Green Beret, Special Forces in the Army. He buys two. And he gets them and he's calling me and he's like, bro, I can do this. I can do that. Like, I didn't even know I had a zipper. Oh my gosh, it's deep. Oh, like, Cause like on the compression shorts right here, there's a pocket in the compression that you can put your phone. So he's like, oh, I can run with these. I went to the pool and I swam in them. And they dried in three seconds. He just texted me that. Like they dried in like three seconds. So just seeing that reaction to people seeing like, they're, they're it's a utility short. Like you can yeah. do whatever to it, but they're seeing the quality and they're seeing You know, I got my $70 worth, which is important to me because I don't want to just, the biggest thing was I never wanted to just buy a pair of shorts and slap my brand on there and Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with the blend or the fabric or how they, I didn't want to do that. I was like, we're going to make these the best shorts out. Like Nike call me, like these are better than everybody. I'm saying it on record. Like the 001 qualified shorts are the best shorts on the market. And it's just been proven, bro. Like people love them. So it's super tight, man.
1: Yeah. One of the questions that I I wanted to ask you when you were talking about like having the boxes checked, like if you're killing it but you're not happy and you don't have the emotional self going, your family life has a lot of tension, right? right. If someone's grinding, and I think this is a kind of a, a weird question because I think no matter what level you're at, you're always trying to get to the next level, so you're always absolutely. in grind mode, absolutely. And so, what when someone's grinding and maybe they say maybe it's not working out or Maybe someone's got a, a level of success to where it's more than what they're used to, but they know they want the next level. Mm. But because they're comfortable again or whatever, they mm. they lost some of the, the hunger, you know? Mm. How does someone actually keep grinding but also have a successful family life, be a better husband, a better better father? Like do you know or like do you have an idea? You How have to do be intentional. Mm.
0: Like being intentional is huge. And a lot of this is from the failure on my end. And like I said, really tapping back into my spirituality and seeing like, what does God have to say about this? Like, because time and time again through my life, like I've always like, like since like 2011, I've like been in the Bible. I'll get out the Bible, been in the Bible, get out the Bible, but more 10 out of 10 times. If I'm, if I'm paying attention and being intentional, like putting to practice with what I feel like that saying, and this is just, you know, in my life, it's, Everything else, it bleeds into everything else. I was just telling him the other night, like physical fitness and I feel like your spirituality is the transmission acceleration of the car, bro. Like if you have your physical fitness intact and your spirituality intact, everything else just flows together, bro. Like it's it's a weird, it's weird how it works. So I think like, if you're killing it in an area and you're trying to get other areas, correct, maybe the focus should switch. Cause it's a priority factor. Cause sometimes I feel like a lot of people will put, you know, my business is first, you know, um, my spouse, myself or whatever the case. And then it kind of trickles, but then you start realizing that there's like hiccups in that, you know what I mean? So the way that I run, like in my mind, the way that I've done stuff as of recently is I'll put, you know, I put God before anything else then I'll put myself, then I'll put my wife, then I'll put my kids, and then I'll do everything else. Because in that order, if I submit whatever issues I have or whatever the case, if I'm before, if I'm in, if I'm in my word or whatever I'm doing, then it's like, okay, now I can look at myself and be like, where, what areas of my life today am I messing up in? Because I can feel it, you can feel it, right? Like, yeah. oh, I really messed up in that or whatever. Yeah. And then from there, it trickles down into how, what kind of husband am I being to Morgan? Because now I can see, you know, if I'm, I got a bad habit of being snappy, you know, Mm. like I'm a real snappy person, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm focused. Yeah. So it can come across mean, but it's just, I like to get stuff done in a very timely manner. Mm -hmm. My wife is really bubbly, really bubbly, really like, oh, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that can kind of piss me off sometimes. So even in that, I'll have to dial that in. Like, why am I feeling this with Jay? You're just focused right now. And that's just. She's just in a good mood. So you have to meet her there. Like understand like you're leading your home. She's, she's paying attention to what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Don't kill her spirit because she may not feel the same drive and focus as you do. That's not her position to. That's why it's your obligation. You see what I'm saying? Mm. She didn't get qualified. I got qualified. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, then that buries down to my kids. How do they view me with mom? Am I paying attention? My daughter is like, Quality time. You like read the five love languages. Yeah. My daughter is quality time times 11, bro. Like Mm. she just wants to be under you. Like hug me. Let's play. Let's this. Let's that. My son Zion, you got to tell him you the flyest thing since, (laughs) since an eagle (laughs) boy. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Like that's his thing. And then Elijah is like another quality time, but not as intense as my daughter. Mm. So understanding that as their father, making sure that I'm hitting that, but then almost in my head doing like a time block of like. Jay, from, you go to work from 7.30 to 4, you get off work from 5 to 7, you got qualified. 5 to 7, you got qualified. 7 to 9.30, it's your family. Mm. Period. There's no, you know what I'm saying? There's no messing that up. And sometimes I'll telework. So I get to double dip. I'll be home. And, you know, spend time with my daughter. If she's home. They're about to go back to school. So stuff's going to change. But, you know, being able to kill two birds in one stone or whatever the case. But finding that time to be like, I know daddy has a mission and I know we're trying to freaking make millions right now. But I see you. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? The grind doesn't stop. I'm still, you know, daddy has to respond to this message really fast or shout somebody out really fast or yeah. make sure that things are being implemented. And that's, I told him another thing that I've been thinking about is like, like delegating. So starting to delegate. So I've, you know, working on your business and not yeah. in your business. So it's a lot, man. I could talk about this forever, bro. Yeah. Cause it's been,
1: yeah. I, I love it. I, um, I, I had a big realization about business. Uh, I was listening to the book, good to great. Have you ever read mm-hmm. that book? Um, it's a good book. He talks about, um, kind of just what businesses kind of just stay as the bottleneck in their industry versus the ones that really make that leap and become like great businesses in their, in their, in their industry. And it comes down to like a bunch of traits that he realized and outlines in the book. But one of them that really hit me and I've kind of stripped down what I'm doing with my business maybe more, I guess, reflective and self-aware, but it was like, yes, it's delegating, but it's also delegating to the right people. Mm. And it's, it's not even a sense of like who's an A player or a B player or a C player, right. but it's also are they the right person to have on the bus that's going to this destination? Right. If they're not the right person, you're not gonna, uh, until you get them off the bus, right. you can't make that leap from good to great. Jeez. And sometimes it's not even about getting them off the bus. Maybe right. they're just in the wrong seat on the bus, you know, that's for their heavy. strengths and stuff. That's hard. And so that's what I realized is like I was working with my friends. I was working with whoever was willing to do the job for what I was willing to pay. right? But at almost at my expense, trying to make something work by keeping someone who shouldn't be on the bus, on the bus, because I was just like, I I didn't know any better, or keeping them in a spot that's wrong for them, you know? And then at the end of the day, if you need them to change spots on the bus, but they don't wanna change, now they're not playing their role on the team, you know? So that was one of the biggest things that I realized. And so what I did, I realized like with my content I'm I'm such a creative and I feel stressed and unfulfilled when I'm not doing something right. on camera or on audio. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I have not been doing a lot of creating and so there's right. like this disconnect and it just it creates an anxiety inside of you because yeah. it feels so good to create, but what I realized is like one of the people I was working with on, on video editing, I was wanting to do two podcasts a week. Yeah. And Because they didn't want to edit two podcasts a week. They're like, yeah, that's a little ambitious. So I let it, I dialed it back to one and then I fucking skip a week. And then, you know, and then, but then that happens in all the different places in your business that you're working with people because they don't want to do the work. That's so real. You know?
0: Right. That's a, no, that's, and I think that's, that's, that analogy is crazy. One, it's super fire. But um, yeah, I think that's the blessing in that and finding like, you know, people that, are willing to almost run faster than you. You know, like people that take your idea and they're more excited about it than you are is like, bro, that's why I like, I watch how First Form is, like how Andy Frisilla has that whole company laid out. And it's like, man, Andy Frisilla could leave First Form today Mm. and it would still be making 300 plus million a year because of like what you just said. Like the people that need to be in that position not only want to be in that position but it's almost like that's their dream position. Yeah. So it's like you run into the kid who's like I've always wanted to edit videos for you. I'm so happy you just I am me.
1: Yeah.
0: Two podcasts is not enough. Let's do 7. Yeah. Right? Like every day I'm editing. Like that's the kid that like takes you to the next level. That's so fire, bro. Yeah, that's that's hard. I think that's that's huge. I'm not even to that point yet where it's just me and my wife running qualified right now, but Yeah. Um yeah, that that is like That's super hard, bro. That's fire.
1: I mean, I've wasted the last two years of my business, two and a half years, working with people who shouldn't be on the bus. Right. You know. Absolutely. And just trying to make it work because I'm like, they'll grow into it. You know. Would you have
0: known that if you hadn't though? What do you mean? Do you think like that lesson? Do you think like there's a, there's a blessing in that, right? Like there's a blessing in, you know, let me hire this kid, and now I'm learning lessons, even though in the midst of my frustration. Like, let's say you know you're dealing with him today. And you have no idea that a year from now you're going to be like, you're going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that's what I was yeah. learning at that time. Like, yeah. that's one thing I really, like, I love about entrepreneurship is I feel like, especially in 2021, like face level, like face value, I think people see entrepreneurship and they immediately see, you know, the end of the road. They think like, oh, I'm going to, I can start a clothing line and be on a PJ and drive a Lambo. Like true, Right. But I feel like the reason why like people like you and I do entrepreneurship is more of the chase because it's like a, it's an, it's like a, it's an eternity of character development. You know what I mean? It's like an eternity of like doing stuff wrong, getting it right and being like, oh, that's what it feels like to get it right. Let me go get some more stuff wrong. It's like a forever chase. It's like we're running after failure. And then it's like, you're on the high for like a second of like getting it right. Yeah. And then it's like, once you get it right, you're like, oh, that was super tight. Let's go fail some more. Like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you look, you know, you do that. I know you've been an entrepreneur for a while. Yeah. But it's like, look at who you were five years ago.
1: Completely different. Right. I like, broke as fuck five right. years ago. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: And like, if you were to tell yourself now, like, if you, if he was to walk into the room and be like, what do I need to know? You'd be like, <laughs> sit
1: down and bring yeah. like eight notebooks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I just, I think it's dope, man. I think, I've I been doing that. a lot of reflection on things like this because you know, in the moment, yeah, the lessons they suck and my ego or like, because I'm living it or whatever, yeah. I'm like, yo, I wasted how much time without right. knowing that? Right. But at the same time, when I look back three years ago or five years ago, the things I was doing then and the things I'm worried about then, Right. I look, you're right, I look back on it as like, I had to go through that had to get to here, had to, you know? Absolutely. And so, it, sometimes it's hard to have both perspectives in the moment, Right. Um, but I'll be honest, it always sucks going through it, but to me, when I look back five years ago or whatever, those were some of the hardest times because you're grinding 12, 16 hours a day, you're working all night, you know, and yeah. and it's not really getting a lot of traction yet. Right. And I felt that, you know, and there's even like my main stress and anxiety is probably from a little bit of deep seated trauma from really not wanting to go back there, you know, but then I also look back on that and I go, yo, those were some of the funnest times of my life, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. It's like the, I feel like going through like, you know, cause even, even building up to qualified, right? Like me and Kulturati were talking about this, like. Qualified as one of like, it's like Angry Birds, right? They had like 50 something apps before they hit that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. Angry Birds was like one of the last apps they made before it blew up. Like Mm. it was like that was the one, but they had 50 something apps of failure. So when they made Angry Birds, it seems like, oh, they just got it right on the first go. It's like, we sucked from here all the way to here. So for this to make sense. And now when you see it, it may look like okay, we'll try another app. And then it's just phenomenal, but you don't know that he spent the last 10 years in app development. He spent the last 10 years failing at coding. He spent the last, you know what I'm saying? In yeah. animations. Like we've all been failing at this for so long that of course this one is the best one. Like, yes. And I feel like that's what Qualified is to us. It's like, we've spent so many years, bro. Like failing, Yeah. like, Trying like doing the be, like working hard, doing the best we could at whatever we could. Like, I had a um, the merch line create, and create is still about, it's still it's still around, but it was so many lessons that I learned in create that I didn't bring to qualified, which was a crazy difference in how it was received. How people like it was, it was just like, oh my gosh, like had I known this, but like, no, of course, you wouldn't have known it's stupid, you didn't do it. Like, you have to do it, you have to move your legs, you have to. You know, go about it. You have to go through those moments where it's like, this sucks, I don't know what I'm doing, but like you said, it's the funnest times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're stressed out because you're still comparing and all this of stuff, and then it's like you go down the road, and it's like, oh, snap. Now I know not to do that. I know not to do this. I'm going to do this, and then it works. I'm like, oh, crap, okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I think what I'm learning is is so much of like, once you start to see a little bit of momentum, mm. momentum is so powerful because like, I I, I, I feel like me in my journey i did lose a little bit of momentum with my youtube channel cuz i stopped posting for like 6 months yeah. because i was going every day for so long i just got burnt out right. and so now when i get back into posting you're, you 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 got to build back up to it you right. know and so i've seen this or i've heard about it in like other audiobooks too about like um you know the the 10 traits of leadership or something from john maxwell yeah. so many people are talking about the power of momentum and I, i've lived it. I've felt it. And so once you have it, you got to fucking hold on to it and ride that wave. You you got it, man.
0: Like if out of everybody I know who's an entrepreneur, I feel like you, you got it, bro. Like, cause you, you, you do things in excellence, man. And I think that's so important. Like, I think it's important to go, but I don't feel like at least in the entrepreneurial world, i feel like, like moving in excellence isn't talked about because you can have no money and still move in excellence. Right. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, so copy, let's talk about like, you know, just like writing copy. Somebody can say like, oh, I don't know how to write copy. Somebody goes, oh, you just do it, right? And I feel like you have two people, two people that are like, okay, I'm going to write copy and I'm going to suck at it until I get it right. And then you have the other person who's like, I'm going to write copy, but I'm not going to release it. So I'm going to write copy until the copy feels good to me. And then I'm going to compare that copy to good copy. Mm. And then if my copy doesn't add up to this good copy, then I'm going to keep writing and so it's like this. So then, when I finally release it to the public, it's an excellence. So to you, it looks like my first one was, you know, the bet, like, oh my gosh, he's just a, but it's like, no, I've been doing this for the past year. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? In the closet, like, the other person has been going out, just, oh, I'm just moving my legs and doing it and doing it and doing it. And I feel like this person is really taking the time to like sharpen the sharpen the blade. Yeah. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. I feel like the person that's like, Oh, just go out and suck and do bad. And not, not to say that, that, that way doesn't work, but I feel like that way is a lot more depressing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're like, I suck, bro. Like I'm just bad. Like nobody's rocking with me. Nobody's whatever opposed to just, you know, let me sharpen it. Yeah. Like let me, let me really sharpen it and let me really like make sure I'm really good to go. So when I come out, I'm competitive and people respect that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then if you may not have seen the work, I have loads and loads of stories of you know the nights where you went and partied and I was still at home, like sharpening the blade, sharpening the blade. And then when I knew I was ready, like I knew if I swing it is gonna cut. Yeah. That's when I that's when I finally swung it. And sure enough, it you know what I mean? So And I feel like you got that, bro. I feel like not a lot of people have that.
1: Like, yeah. I
0: don't I don't know. I think people just overlook that.
1: I wonder what creates that. You know, like is that something that someone's born with, or is it just like does it have to be bred into them from a young age? Cause like for me, I've always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, but. Why? So I was like really fat as a kid, yeah. like, and I wasn't like, I wasn't born fat. So I got fat from like third grade. And all cookies the way, are good, <laughs> cookies are good. Cookies are good. I remember I would go out for Halloween and have a pillowcase full of chocolate, a whole fucking pillowcase. Yeah. And I would sit there for months and just snack on it when I was watching TV, yeah. you know? Facts. So I got to like 250 pounds in eighth grade. Really? Yeah. How tall were you? Uh, like six feet. In eighth grade? Yeah. Who
0: are you, LeBron?
1: <laughs> yeah, I hit, I grew early. And I, I remember as a kid, bro, when I was in preschool, like this is the first time you're not, you're around people that aren't your parents. Yeah. And I remember like they put this big ass piece of tape that was like a, this big yeah. on the wall, it just stuck. And they had every kid line up and they marked with a pencil and wrote your name next to it to see how tall you were. And when I was three, and I remember at three years old, I was, I didn't, I was like, oh, I'm gonna find out how tall I was. I didn't know that was a thing in this yeah. world, you know? Thanks. And so I see I'm like middle of the class. I'm like, yo, that's kind of depressing. Yeah. At three, right? So maybe maybe I was born with it, because yeah. at three I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah. And so be then better. I remember the next time we did it was the next year in kindergarten, and I was like five by this point, yeah. and I was the tallest motherfucker in my class. <laughs> and so- Losers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so ever since kindergarten, I've always been one of the tallest kids in my class. And then around like sophomore year, I like steadied out at six two six three. Yeah, plateaued. Yeah. Maybe
0: I don't know maybe you are like maybe you are born with it. Like I it's weird, man, cause you think about like Kobe and that Mamba mentality and what that like truly means. You know, yeah. like like listening to some of the interviews when they were talking about like he traveling, he's gonna find a high school gym one o'clock in the morning and go shoot around for two yeah. hours like before practice. Yeah. Like crazy.
1: Well, you got to want it too.
0: You have to want it. Yeah. You have to want it. I think think that's the thing. I think it's like, you have to understand that like, you can literally do anything you want out here. Like, there's, like Jeff Bezos just did it first. He did Amazon first.
1: Yeah. He's
0: no different than you and I, you know, like he just got it first. You you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But it's like, if you can just like, this is what, like, I'm going to be the best podcast, like, like Joe Rogan, who, I think with that mentality, is like, that's what that's how Conor McGregor did his thing, until yeah. he started being crazy. Like, he's <laughs> off his rocker now, but... Like, well,
1: he's, he's the guy who reached the top, got comfortable, because, like, yeah. what else are you going to do at that? You've reached the highest level. A Lamborghini
0: you, yacht is crazy.
1: Bro, like, so I don't blame him. Like, I understand, but at the same time, he's just not the person he was when he when he was hustling, when he was hungry. So what does that, so what does that
0: look like when you reach, when you reach that, whatever that is, like.
1: Jeff Bezos. Like you have to be the, so ridiculously better than everybody else in some category. Usually Dan Pena says money is in everything, but it's the way that everybody keeps score. So, you know, (laughs) so, for sure. um, Jeff Bezos, like I, I thought to myself when he got, when he passed Bill Gates, I was like, when you reach within a period of 20 years from yeah. zero to the top of the world of anybody who's ever been, yeah. you know, well, there's probably some trillionaires like in the Middle East that yeah, they like don't the record. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but like, as far as what the world knows, he's the man on top. Yeah. What motivates you at that point, you know, other lapping, than trying to yeah, travel people. the stars? <laughs> right.
0: I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've thought about that too. Like, what, like and even like what's the number like what's the number that but then it's like it's weird man because what qualified it's like the currency is different than what like it's not a a dollar amount it's cool but it's not like it's not the thing that like fills the the tank mm. it's like i'd rather have a million people say like yo like i like my perception of life is different now Mm. than a million dollars. Like if a million people were to tell me that and it only brought me 150,000, I would feel like a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's like another thing too, is like, because I've seen, I think I just, I've seen so many like time and time again, that like money is so monetary and because I've been, at the point where it's like, yo, if I had a hundred dollars, it would make my day right now.
1: Money is so monetary. That's like saying hair is so hairy. <laughs>
0: bro, it's like it's just like it's it's so like, it's like a ha- it's just a hammer in a toolbox, bro. Yeah. It's like, do am I more excited about the hammer or the screwdriver? Like yeah. I just you know it's like I want to have the toolbox. I just want it all. Like I yeah. want everything that the toolbox has to offer. It's like I don't need more hammers. Like, but it's like because and I've just seen it. Like when I don't have anything like when I don't when I didn't have any money at all and like I said a hundred dollars was like a million dollars at the time like man I can eat today like then getting more of that and then knowing like the chase for that it was like if if my if my like internal being is just to just chase this forever I'm never gonna he's gonna be like trying to solve it's like gonna be trying to break the universe I'll be Albert Einstein you know what I mean like that's why like what you do is so cool it's like providing like i've never heard of that until i moved here by the way what like, like dating coaches okay i didn't even know that was a thing i thought like hitch was like a you know what i'm saying but yeah. it's like even seeing the things you post to these guys and you're like literally changing these dudes lives like yo she got it like i got a date with her like yeah that's super like that's dope like i can imagine how you feel like yeah like you know what i'm saying like what i'm saying works like don't be weird like yeah. do it like this or whatever so and to me it's like that is so cool because it's like the idea of serving people, like the idea of like being, you know, you look at being on the top and being the CEO of whatever, but it's like really your position is like, you're just the first servant. Like you're the first, you're the main server. Like, however I can benefit you. And again, like that's what leads back to, you know, the Bible is like, that's just servanthood is so, so important. Cause I feel like that is like the biggest value you can add to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can I do for you? Like, not what can you do for me? Yeah. And I think that that's, with the entrepreneurial world, I feel like that's really a big thing is like, you know, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? And sometimes that, that's, you have to think like that, right? Especially mm. if, we're, if we're talking in regards of like, the way you're structuring a business, like, yeah. p- playing your role on the bus. Yeah. If you are a video editor, I am not going to have you in accounting, bro. Yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But in the same vein is like, once we figure out where you belong on the bus... How can I make sure that this bus ride is the most comfortable for you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like how can I make sure that like while you're here, I can provide the most value to you so you can fully understand who you are. So when you get off of the bus, you're a whole different person when you came on. Yeah. That's it for me, bro. Like
1: I think it goes back to what you were talking about uh at first, which is, you know, moving in excellence. I think what allows people to actually reach a level of success and actually start riding that momentum is, you know, if you don't care about your product, if you don't care about the experience your product creates for the people who are exchanging money and dollars for it, yeah. then you're not gonna be in the game for very long. You're just right. gonna fade into the white noise of everybody else in the industry because it's yeah. all just white noise. So I think for me, like, I know, I've never thought of it as I move in excellence, but I truly do just value my product. You know, so many people in my industry, which honestly, I didn't think. I don't think it really was a thing until around the time I got into it. Cause that's yeah. when YouTube and like social media really started to blow up right. exponentially. And now everybody and their mom is a dating coach these days, you yeah, know? <laughs> and so, um, with, but with that alone, because of that, and even back before it was like it is today, there was a lot of people out there who just didn't give a shit about their products. Right. They just wanted a product so they could make money, right. you know? And I've, yes, the money is cool, and obviously yeah. that's a way to scale up your business so you can have more time and energy to resources to making the products better. Absolutely. But from day one, my first product that took off was a book that's not even meant to be profitable. Right. It's a book that I ship to you, just pay shipping and handling, it's free, yep. you know? and. People think, well, why are you charging $7 for shipping and handling? I'm like, because it cost me $7 to print it and to ship it, you know? Let me
0: disclaimer that. Um, Everything I've shipped is definitely $7. (laughs) That is the true
1: thing. Stamps is not playing around. Well, (laughs) those people, they think like that because they're so scarcity minded and because they think, I want to take. I want to get. I want to take. They Mm. think you're thinking like that too. When in reality, you're just giving value. But then the people who do actually pay seven dollars for this fucking book, they realize this shit is fire. Word. You know. Absolutely. And now they are they're bought into the mission to the vision. Absolutely. That wouldn't have been possible if the product wasn't an excellent product. Absolutely. You know.
0: No word. Absolutely. That's bro. That's so. I just it kills me because I I haven't found anybody to truly talk about how important it is in, like, adding, like, caring about, what, like, you know, what you're doing, but then adding value to people in, an, in a genuine way. Like, you hear the term of, like, how can you add value to somebody? But it's always in an agenda way. It's always in, like, you know, how can I add value to Patrick so Patrick can help me do, like, I don't care about what Patrick does for me, just how can I add value to you so when I leave, you could be like, yo, I really, like, Jay's cool, man. Like, he's mm. a genuine dude. That's what's important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's truly important because there's gonna be times when like all the fluff of the world is irrelevant, bro. Like all the all the all the materials we buy the Ferraris, like, it comes to an end. We all die, bro. So it's like, if we die and the only thing I was doing was like stepping over Patrick to get to this person, that's stepping over Theo to get to, and now I'm at the top of the mountain with a million dollar house and all the cars and Ferraris and then when I die everybody's like yeah, thank God like what a terrible existence I don't care about this stuff because you can't take none of it with you anyway you know what I'm saying yeah. so your cars get repoed or your house gets sold and you decay in a box but block. Drake
1: wants that money in the grave though oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to take it with him I don't know what Drake's going to do Drake needs a <laughs> hug bro. that's what Drake needs why do you say that
0: <laughs> I, I in my mind in my opinion I don't know if this is true but I would just feel like it's the way Drake is is um he has a lot of success, and I would feel like it'd be foggy. It'd be foggy to see who was my friend and who wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, because mm. you're at the top. You're at the top of the mountain, boy. Like, you and Chris Brown, like, and even I would feel like that would be an argument to who's, you know, like. You think Chris Brown is on top too? I'd say, like, any. T- I, f- I feel like if Chris Brown took like the next six months and like released a whole bunch of music and grind mm. like because of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, I feel like Drake got uh artist of the decade because I feel like he was way more busy than Chris Brown was. Yeah. Um, but if Chris Brown would have been just as busy,
1: you think he just got comfortable and just started settling in? I really feel like I just, I think it gets
0: deeper than music G. Like, I think like when you get to that level, it's really, it's just foggy. Like, you know, like, even the, the, the levels that we got to, you know, when we were dropping Rainier Drive, people would pop out of nowhere. Mm. And then it's like your death perception gets a little off because you're like, are you my friend? Or are you here because I'm popping? Like, yeah. are, you, are you here for me? Because, like, and it's weird, bro. There'll be times I look at my wife, like, you waiting for me to pop? Are you going to leave if I don't go <laughs> up? Like, it's crazy, bro. It gets really weird. So I think, like, when you're on that scale – if you don't have somebody that's in your corner to keep you grounded and keep you like center, mm. I feel like it's, it's everything else that you see on the internet is just fluff, man. Cause yeah, yeah Drake is, Drake is loaded, man. Like yeah. got the the embassy, like crazy what he's doing. And I'm not to, and not to say like, you know, he he's doesn't a have.
1: godfather. He walks into a club and people like, they, they're like trying to get access. Somehow. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, bro. Like I, I couldn't imagine. And I'm, I'm not like, again, not to say he doesn't have, people around him that keep him grounded because i don't i don't know drake but it would be that i feel like that level is very scary like very 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 scary if you're you know just used to if everybody around you is just like yeah if drake's like yo we're going to bahamas yeah yeah we're all going yeah. yo we're about to do this yeah yeah like if it's just yes i don't know man
1: i almost mm. wonder just because i feel like talking about the bus analogy mm. i feel like when i there's, there's two types of people I've worked with where in retrospect I go, that probably wasn't useful, mm. which is the ones who wanna dial it back a little bit, yeah. but also the ones who just agree to everything, right? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Because you almost need a little bit of feedback sometimes right. to really know if your shit's good. Right. And in that sense, I almost wonder if Drake's able to consistently put out bangers like that, time over time, yeah. maybe he has those people around him. Like, yo, that song sucks, how can we do it better, you know? Yeah, and I... Oh, man. And that's
0: that, too, is, like... I feel like the Drake argument is always so crazy because you can you can break Drake into so many different pieces. Like, one one hand, I've heard the argument where people aren't really Drake friends because they call him the whole culture, virtual, culture vulture thing, so he just blends in with whatever is popping at the time. To people who love Drake, you know, when he was in his so far gone bag and wishes that he would have continued to blossom in that and then the argument of like oh your artist has to evolve and whatever but i i think i honestly feel like drake took his talent and let him you know he he blended with the times. so he's like i'm gonna try to keep my sound but i'm gonna match my sound to what i know people are listening to so it keeps me in the front because that was the, that's the only way you stay relevant mm. is being in front of the times. And making sure that whatever new thing, like when the Migos came out in like 2013, 2014, and Versace was a hit, and Drake came on, and you thought it was like a Drake song featuring Migos. But really, all Drake did was took that cadence that the Migos had, Mm. put his thing with it, and then it was like, oh, this is a Drake song, but it's really a Migos song. You Mm. see what I'm saying? But then it led, I mean, the Migos still became a crazy rap group, and they're like one of the biggest rap groups, if not the biggest rap group. Mm. But that kept Drake in the front. Like, it kept Drake relevant to when Drake switched to the Tussie Sly, the JB Block Boy, you know, to now where he, then when Scorpion came out and he kind of got back to the old Drake bag to show you, like, I still do this. Like, I'm still him. Yeah. But I still need to make my money, you know, in these places. So, I think that would be a smart move on his team to, you know, keep him in that regard. Like, let's pay attention. Let's, let's do our research to what's really going on. Keeps his bag up for sure. And it makes, it gives you, you know, artist of the decade. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I don't know. Like I said, that's a, that's a scary place. That's a really scary place. Like, look at Justin Bieber,
1: man. Like, what about him?
0: Like, Justin Bieber is like, a whole, like, he's like a transformed person. Like, you know, what's that song that he had? Do you know the song he had? Where i he's get my peaches
1: out in Georgia. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I no. get my weed from California.
0: What's that song that he had where he's talking about, um, bro. Baby. Baby, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's a. Uh,
1: is it an old song?
0: It's a new song.
1: Uh, is it like wait for it or something like that? Mm-mm. It's uh
0: Where he's talking about being alone. It's like a depressing song.
1: Oh of. yeah. Um. Stay. Is it stay?
0: Sin? You know the song?
1: I don't know. It's like he's talking about
0: like. When everybody's screaming your name and like you don't know if it's like
1: I feel like this is ringing bells. <laughs> I just haven't listened to Justin Bieber recently.
0: Yeah, I it was. I saw it on TikTok.
1: <laughs> you're was, on
0: TikTok, bro. I'm on TikTok. Follow J Mitch on TikTok. Okay. I don't make a lot of, I don't make a lot of like cool TikToks. Like I haven't mastered the. Has t-
1: have you been getting views on TikTok? I got a dread video that
0: I did. It was a joke, bro. Not even a joke. But I just did, like, clips of when I first started my dread journey until, like, uh, like a couple months ago. And my dreads weren't even as long as they are right now. The joint has, like, 80,000 views.
1: Dang. Yeah. And then the other ones you upload, what kind of TikToks are you uploading? Just, like, random, yeah. whatever's trendy. Do they get views?
0: Uh, not as much as that one. The only one I had, a, I uploaded a sneaker TikTok when I, like, did all my shoes. Yeah. And that one got, like, 5,000, maybe not 5,000, maybe, like, 2,000. Um. And I think that might be my other biggest one, but...
1: I feel like... So I'm not on TikTok, so I guess if you're... Don't take this as TikTok advice if you're looking to get on TikTok. Yeah. But my observation of it, because I've been... I've been boycotting it because my girlfriend hates... My girlfriend always brings up politics, but then she always acts like she hates talking about politics because it always starts an argument. (laughs) And I just... I'm a troll, bro. So I troll her, so I'm always giving her devil's advocate just because I know it gets her fucking fired up. (laughs) And so I purposely boycott TikTok because... Um, she's very like liberal, very against Trump, very like anything that doesn't speak of Trump and is all like if, if it's Joe Biden, it's Joe Biden. If it's like, you know, whatever. So um I'm always playing the devil's advocate and she is always on TikTok. And so I'm always talking about how like China is like listening in I'm and I'm weak. like boycotting it, <laughs> you know. And so what's crazy is we'll have a conversation, me me and my girlfriend about some random shit, and then she'll have the next day tons of TikToks about that. And so oh. I just start saying like, yo, China, fuck you. If you're <laughs> listening, fuck you China, <laughs> you know? And I but I'm doing it to troll my girlfriend, yeah. you know? Yo, and it's
0: yeah, that's that whole thing is crazy too. Like
1: but well, I guess what I was going to say is like my my observation is it's all about making finding a niche and it doesn't even sure. matter. Like yeah. if you have if there's people out there who are looking for that or yeah. think it's interesting. Yeah. Like the dreads there's probably a, a segment of people out there who want to figure out how to make dreads or yeah, get dreads, dreads yeah. and somehow TikTok knows, and yeah. they're feeding them that content. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's, if it's random, they don't know like who who am I going to serve this to, bro? You know
0: what's funny? My um I got a friend of mine who did a uh, shout out, Marcus. Um, he did a uh like a light skin people be like video, and it was like this song by Mo3 called Outside. And in the beginning, it's like, they're scared to come outside. And he's like, peeking through the door like this. And the sun, it's like this filter on TikTok where it's like your eyes and your mouth. And he puts it on the sun. And the sun's like, they're scared to come outside. And he's like, light skins be like in the summer. That thing got like 160,000 views, bro. bro. People in the comments arguing like, (laughs) I'm not like that. Or (laughs) light skins are like, yeah, facts. I'm not going outside. Like, it's so, but like, Just like when you talk about a niche, it's like the whole like light skin, dark skin thing. Be like that's like a whole thing on TikTok. Really? Yeah, bro. It's like weird stuff. They got like mom talk, or it's like stay at home moms. Mm. Yeah, bro. I can't. That's. I think that's my problem with TikTok. Is I'm just like, I can't. I don't feel the need to get in that. I probably should because
1: I. uh, I mean, everybody I know who has the app on their phone, they get sucked into it. I've never gotten sucked into it because I, I don't download that. Yeah. And my, I'm just. I'm afraid if I downloaded it, it would be serving me up some conspiratorial <laughs> alien shit. And I'd be eating it all up, bro. You know, Yo, I'll be stuck on there for hours. How
0: do you feel about uh, this whole vaccine thing?
1: Um, well, I got it because I was basically forced to get it if I wanted to continue dating my girlfriend. Oh, no. um, she she her family. Uh, she has like an I don't know the family relation, but it's like a step grandmother or something weird like that, but she's like, if we're going to gather as a family, everybody needs to be vaccinated because she has, uh, like a, a thing to where her immunity is suppressed. So if she gets it, she she would definitely like probably kick it, you know? And, uh, so, but in my opinion, it's like, she came over yesterday to a family thing and we're all vaccinated and she's just wearing a face mask, but also kind of being a little like oh you can't come near me but then she's fucking mingling with us like why are you even here you know why we got to make all of us suffer just because you don't you like whatever and so (laughs) and so kate's like i'm not gonna not go to my family's birthdays and christmases so i if i have to get it you're getting it so i got it because my girlfriend wanted me to get it you know but um i got
0: a family member that got it and still got covid
1: really that's serious Damn.
0: Still got it. Got the vaccine a while ago. I'm still Did they there.
1: get it? Okay, so it was separated.
0: Yeah, and they got the, the Pfizer. The mm-hmm. Pfizer one. Still mm-hmm. got COVID.
1: I haven't even been paying attention to, like... I know the differences of, like, the one I got is with the one shot, Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. But I don't know, like, all the news around the different ones. Yeah. Um, But, you know, me and my girlfriend, we got COVID in February, and then we got the vaccine, like, two months ago. Yeah. So... How do you feel? Well... COVID put me out of commission for like legit two weeks and it's not the flu. Have you had COVID? No, I've had COVID. So everybody
0: around me has had COVID. He's had COVID too.
1: Three. three Fuck. You're a healthy guy. You better not have it out here, (laughs) dude. Delta variant was (laughs) good. He came in here with COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, damn. So did you get the vaccine too? You don't need it at this point. (laughs) Right. He's ready for it. COVID war ready, bro. COVID. What? Come on now. Um, yeah, man. So, fuck, what were we talking about? Uh, the vaccine, getting it. Um, I oh, it. Yeah. yeah. When I first got it, yeah, it's definitely not the flu because I was more fatigued than I had ever been. Um, I was got, I had the chills, body aches, um, and I lost my taste, which that was like, okay, this is not the flu when yeah. I lost my taste. Right. And I assumed that the taste was something that never came back. I thought it was fucked for the rest of my life. Oh, no. I was like, "This is my life. Okay, I'll just use that as this as an excuse to eat healthy." Right. I mean, veggies you know? from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> but then it came back, um, luckily. And uh, but then when I got the vaccine, my girlfriend she was like nauseous, throwing up the whole next day. Me, I felt like I had the worst hangover. I woke up with the worst brain fog um, that I've ever had. But then I just like did a really intense like weightlifting workout, and I was good after yeah, that. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, bro. I, I don't
1: know about the whole thing, man. That's...
0: when I found out my family member had it, and I they were like adamant about getting it. Like, I'm getting it. I'm getting the vaccine. I'm getting the vaccine. Like, I'm like how. That's a whole other rabbit hole, man.
1: Yeah. That's a whole other rabbit hole. I feel like, honestly, man, I think it's all propaganda. To be honest, it's all, yeah. fuck, a lot of it was played up to get Trump out of office. That's yeah. my personal opinion. Yeah. Because what happened to the narrative as soon as Trump's gone? Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, we don't have to wear face masks anymore, and, you know, we the news was talking about it nonstop. Right. Right? Now it's like, oh, yeah, well, there might be this other thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a lot of it is just like, media hype yeah personally
0: like control yeah yeah bro that's been my it's just cause a lot of stuff just doesn't make sense man I'm like like in 2019 like from 2020 like from 2019 back everybody was dying of the flu I read some read some statistic that was like millions of people die from the flu yeah like every year and then after 2020 nobody's died from the flu like everybody's dying from COVID everybody
1: like, yeah
0: I got a cough you got COVID like holy moly bro so And then I just think, like, the whole, like, un thing when people are like, oh, well, you can't, you know. um There's, like, a restaurant in Scottsdale now that's like, you can't eat at that restaurant unless you have a vac- uh, your vaccinated card. Damn. And I'm like, what about the freedoms in America, bro? Exactly.
1: Like, so, yeah, that's the, all. People didn't give a shit if you had the flu shot before. Uh, they didn't give a shit if you were vaccinated before. Right. For real, bro. <laughs> right? It's like
0: it's like this whole, but it's weird because it's like, you know, you talk about Trump and the division, like, Oh, Trump's dividing our nation. But it's like, now let somebody say that they're unvaccinated, bro. Yeah. You will get exiled. Like, yeah, we all, oh, yeah, we're not vaccinated. Like pfft, stupid. Like, yeah, don't come around us. You freak. Like, it's crazy. you ever
1: seen, I think it's called the social dilemma on Netflix. No, I haven't. It's about like how the social media algor- algorithms work. Hmm. And it's, the whole It's a documentary where every person that they're interviewing it are people who were in the rooms when all these social media platforms started, like they were early on in the company, wow. and these people are coming out almost almost as whistleblowers but it's not a real whistleblower they're just talking about what's really happening. Right. It is beyond our control. Social media algorithms are painting a picture of who you are and serving you uh, shit that you will watch, and unfortunately the things that people watch are outrage, things that make them emotional. It's like the car, a car accident effect. Nobody wants to see the car accident, but everybody slows down and everybody looks every time. That's, that's and you always get pissed at the people who are slowing down and looking, right, you right. know?
0: And then I slow down and look. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and real.
1: so um, what they do is they interview all these guys and they're talking about like how the algorithm works and then you really start to see this is dangerous, bro. Crazy. And it legit I I don't think I've like I've gone down alien rabbit holes, I've gone down like apocalyptic rabbit holes. Yeah. I've never been genuinely scared until after watching something like this because here's the deal with Facebook, right? They, ha- this is just one example, I'm sure there's many, yeah. right? But they're, they have a role that they hired, these people working at Facebook are like genius kids out of like Harvard and shit, but they're right. like, they're kids. They're 22, 23 years Jeez. old, right? Yeah. And so one, one person's role is probably some small-ass Asian girl who's like 24, doesn't even know who she is yet. Right. Her role at Facebook is to manage the political atmosphere of a third-world country in Africa, like Uganda or some shit, right? Because what happened in their, these third-world countries is to be able to afford a cell phone, Facebook basically made it a, a, a deal with their cell phone company to where... The the Facebook app comes pre-installed onto the phone, right? And so it comes pre-installed, but these people, they don't have enough money to pay for internet. So Facebook is their internet. And Facebook is serving them up hypey shit That's and crazy. outrage. And right. And so the people who could afford the internet, and what happened, this is real. Um what happened was uh one political class in that country, they were able to afford these phones, but then the other people were Uh, lower income or whatever didn't have the ability to afford a phone that had Facebook on it and so you're seeing a lot of propaganda against the other class and so it caused a mass genocide and they have one fucking Asian girl working at Facebook and her role is to manage that shit
0: that is crazy
1: Crazy, bro. But then you think about what, what where other, this is a slippery slope that has already happened. Absolutely. Where else has it gone off the rails? Right. And it's it's a machine that cannot be stopped at this point. The algorithm is literally running the world right now.
0: What the heck, man? <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, that's crazy, bro. And
0: that's so psycho. like, you
1: think about this outrage of the vaccine and all that shit. What scares me is people are so on edge. People yeah. are so quick to cancel but it's i think it's only a natural byproduct of the fact that the stuff that makes us emotional is what gets seen Mm. and what's getting seen is 15 year old comments and retweets on twitter that are making that are going viral and these tweets are coming from kids who don't know who they are and they're just saying stupid shit but then people are getting canceled because of one tweet and then everybody fucking latches on and can't and so it's like who's shaping our society, the algorithm, which is shaping it through people who don't know shit, right. you know?
0: No, it's it's so crazy. Like, yeah, my son is about to be a freshman in high school. And even like some of his like thought processes, I'm like, where'd you form that? Oh, you're on TikTok all day. Like, that's where you form that. Like, so even like trying to undo certain things, cause I have to tell him like, I just had a conversation with him and I had to like explain to him like, let me tell you how reality works. Like when you put your phone down and you go outside and you leave our house, everything's on you. And I feel like, especially now, because this is a, a day and age where every teenager has a phone, like from 12 to, you know, and you can just write a comment and whatever you want. And you have this, your own perception of how the world works. It's like, when you get out here, you can't cancel an eviction notice because you didn't pay your rent because you have no life skills to, Move because you've been so attached to your, you know, and I'm like, that's the part that's scary, too, is like when the truth, like when certain truths start becoming like enough to get you canceled. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to get your show or me canceled. You but, can't
1: cancel something that's like, <laughs> so just starting yet. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like,
0: but like, so the idea of like, i seen this thing on TikTok where a girl said you cannot be biologically born a woman. I understand, like. I understand, but you cannot, that's science. Like you're born with what you have, right? Like, but saying like, oh, you can't be born, but you can't be biologically born a woman and then tell somebody to grow up when that's just a truth. Like, you know, it's like nobody's trying to tell you what you're not or whatever, but like as a, as a baby or like I seen another one where um, the, uh, the doctor said, so a baby was born. And the doctor said, you know, you have a brand new uh, son. And the mother goes, you can't tell me what my baby's sex is. Like they haven't made the decision. Yeah. What? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like once now that that's being like, that's, that's where we are. Like, that's when I'm like, okay. Like the only thing I know to do is pray, man. Like, cause I'm like, that's the only thing that's gonna save us at this point. Because it's like, you can't get mad at the truth, man. You're mm-hmm. white, I'm black. You know you call me black and i'm like no my son showed me another thing today that said they're they're southeast they're not black (laughs) what does that even mean like southeast yeah i don't know bro
1: (laughs) i feel like if we're talking about spectrums i i hate that people try to make gender a spectrum and then they're creating labels for their part of the spectrum (sighs) right this yeah. is not biological fact, and that's not my opinion. That's a fact, right? right. And but I think if anything, race should be a spectrum because you just have more melanin in your skin than I do. That's it. That's all I have. Bro. <laughs> and light skinned people have just a little bit less. Right. If anything, race is a spectrum. Yeah, bro. You know, uh, we're all the same. Right. Yeah, bro. Like I don't. I
0: just yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I just pray, bro. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, because now it's like you gotta you gotta literally walk on eggshells with what you say. You got to be, you know, you can't have an open conversation. Cause that's, I think it's to be about dialogue. Like we should be able to, we should be able to disagree. Like, I don't care what side of your Republican, Democratic, liberal, like whatever. We should all be able to come to a point where I can tell you, I can speak my piece. You can speak your piece. And we come to an agreement of truth. You know, we come to an agreement of, you know, what is, what is the truth? And I think that's a big part of like the world right now too, is there's no like, there's no moral standard. You know, it's like, it's like if we all come in a room and we vote, it's like, this is what is okay. Another thing, my son shows me all the cool stuff in the world. But we were, at, we were out to eat one time, and he said they're trying to change a pedophile name to Minor Attracted People. Have you seen that? Mm. It's called MAP. It's like Minor Attracted People.
1: Let me make sure that's what so it's So it doesn't sound as bad as pedophile? So it doesn't sound <laughs> as bad as pedophile. Hold on, Minor Attracted Oh, he's just one of those people that's attracted to
0: minors. <laughs> yes, yeah, serious. Look, so it's uh. called. So yeah, um, minor, minor attracted person is an umbrella term for people with any condition that means they are sexually attracted to minors. Um, this below the age of consent, including like paraphernalia, all the other stuff, or, or a pedophilia, pedophilia. Um, yeah, and I'm like, so in this movement, are we trying to like it like? Like, you come home, and you're 30, and my daughter's 12, and you're like, oh, I'm just, you know, she just does something for me. That's the day I go to prison for the rest of my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what movement. Like, no, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just.
1: What do I know, bro? I don't know. It's crazy to me. I feel like people are just, people are bored, you know? Yeah. They, they, They wake up they go to their same fucking job, they brush their same boring teeth, they eat their same boring breakfast, they go yeah. to the same boring gym, do their same boring workout, yeah. then they go to their same boring bed, have boring sex with their boring girlfriend, Word. and then wake up and do repeat the whole process. Word. And so they're just looking for things that make their day exciting. So, so many people live for the weekend so they can fucking get fucked up and just tune out the world, right? Yeah, tune bro. out everything that they have to think about five days out of the week yeah, by bro. getting themselves fucked up. So they're so bored, they're creating drama out of just like, Nothing yeah. and TikTok is allowing it to happen. Twitter is allowing it to happen. Yeah. Institutions and companies or and advertisers are giving in to it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There has got to be a
0: change, man. There has to be a change in the narrative, and that's another. That's another reason why I'm super excited for Qualified to Grow is because that's a part of that program I was telling you about. Is like we're really we're we're just challenging it. We're challenging accountability because there's not a lot of it. You know, we're challenging. You know, you don't have like it doesn't. You don't have to stay on the rat ways. Like, you don't have to stay on the, on the wheel, man. Like you can, there's, there's a, there's a better potential in everybody and there's truths and there's, you know, things that can be broken off of you that you don't know. Everybody has trauma, man. Like everybody has trauma. Everybody has something wrong with them that they need to grow from and, and be better from. And I feel like that's what, you know, this program we're working on. I'm gonna have to tell you offline, like really what it's about, but yeah. Um, that's what this program is for. It's like, like I said, it's tough. It's intense. It's going to be really, like, I haven't done it yet. We're going to guinea pig it first. So it's not going to be out for another, you know, year and a half probably. Because um, we're going to actually do it and see the mental breakthroughs and spiritual breakthroughs. And obviously we'll be, you know, physically we'll look better. Um, but I feel like that's that's one of those things that just need to, you know, you just control your, in the military we always say we, you can control your Your shot group, you know, like I can't make sure you're hitting your targets, but I can make sure that I'm my little sphere of influence. Like I can make sure mine is intact and from there that can breed out and make sure theirs is intact and slowly but surely. It's like we can get something back on track because the way we're going right now is like you seen that uh, you seen Black Mirror. Yeah. You seen that episode where they're like all watching the world from like a television screen the dude from uh, Get Out was on it, was in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Bro. I and they're like, like
1: competing to go on this talent show. Yeah, oh, yeah, and they
0: just live here. It's like, that's where I feel like it's, before it's like, a click of a button is gonna tell you how to think and click of a button is gonna tell you, oh, this is the new way to eat and this is like, <laughs> craziness, bro. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, just wait until Nikola, or right, Tesla, Elon Musk gets that fucking chip in your brain, Neuralink. Oh, yeah. Everybody who gets Neuralink with the press of a button, you're just gonna just your eyes are gonna go white, and everybody's gonna be a hive mind, and you just follow the whims of the fucking computer. Is that a real thing? That's that's what I'm imagining it. Oh, have you have you heard him talk about this? No. Do you know about Neuralink? I don't know. You this is literally the first time I've heard. They've it, tested it on pigs. They're already in development, right? And so what it is, it's like imagine putting the cell phone chip in your fucking brain. He's gonna surgically implant uh, Neuralink in your brain, and what it's gonna do, what he he explained it on Joe Rogan's podcast. He goes right now. People are moving too slow, because he's thinking big time. He's thinking, if a comet hits Earth, we're done. So how do we become a multi-planetary species, right? But there's also other things like global warming or like whatever, name anything apocalyptic, right? A super volcano goes off, we're fucked, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to get think, how do we move to Mars? And so that's everything he's doing right now is to get to Mars with SpaceX. And so he says that information is too slow for humans, right? Because if if I want to send a text to you, yes, it's gotten faster from like when we had to send it by mail, right? right? But I still have to pull out my phone and type it, right? He says with Neuralink we're cutting out the, the 30 seconds and we're making it instantaneous. So I just think it. I, we telepathically communicate, things like that. I can look up anything I want and instantly know the answer.
0: Like in your head?
1: Yeah, because it's the chip. Yeah, but But when you think about it, Right, it's a chip controlled by a company (laughs) in a fucking capitalistic society. Then they're gonna start blasting fucking advertisements to your brain and shit, bro. Like you'll be in the kitchen just like seizing,
0: like (laughs) it's another
1: Amazon, like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's
0: crazy. I didn't know that. Did you know that? That's
1: crazy. That's the shit that scares me, bro. Yeah, that's
0: crazy, bro. That's insanity,
1: bro. Well, as the since you were in the army, I want to ask you this: what uh, what do you think of all the? the releases of like the videos of UFOs from like Navy ships and stuff. Have you seen any of that?
0: Yeah, I have seen that. Like when they were in the carrier, there was a one like 2016 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man.
1: Uh, The pyramid shaped UFOs just floating above this place. That was like 2019, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, um, in the army, they don't give us cool stuff like that. so I was just like in the middle of, you know, Djibouti, Africa, sweating my behind off.
1: That's where you were stationed?
0: No, I was deployed oh. there, but, um, I was stationed in El Paso, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, it's weird, man. I know there's, I know for a fact that there's a lot of stuff that the government is, has like deep, deep, mm. dark and suppressed. Um, nothing that, you know, I know personally, but just, I just know. Cause yeah. there's been so many things that, you know, yeah. So, but yeah, I've seen it and I'm like, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where I'm like, I think I'm going to be naive to it until I see it. Like. I have to see an alien. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, they're, they're, they're
1: real. I I agree. Like, even if I saw a UFO, I wouldn't be convinced it wasn't military. Yeah. I'm going to have
0: to like, watch you transform like men in black. Like I have to watch you turn into something crazy. Like, Oh God. Okay.
1: I, uh, so uh, I, I know we're going to an hour and a half so we can wrap it up here soon. But, um, one of the things I, (laughs) since we're on the topic, I fucking met this guy at the salt river. Um, uh, do you know salt river out here? Here we go. Salt river tubing. Mm. There's like this big river. It's like basically you float down it on tubes and everybody goes there. It's like four or five hours. You can stay out there. Everybody gets fucked up, but it's so dope because there's so many people just floating down this river on tubes. Anyways, me and my girlfriend and a few other friends, we went for the 4th of July and rather than floating down the river, we just kind of put our camping gear on the side and just got fucked up for the 4th of July. Right. And so we were actually at the part of the river where everybody who's already been floating comes out, yeah. goes out to their car. And uh, so there's other people posted up and we just happened to meet some dude who walks up to us and asks us where we got our camping gear because he was thinking about buying some soon. And he was just like this guy in his 50s, normal white dude, nothing weird about him. Yeah. He was there with his wife, normal cool people. Find out he's an engineer. We're all drinking beer, we're fucked up, it's late in the day, it's 4th of July. So we just start talking. And he's like an engineer, and he said he used to work for Ford in California. Yeah. And uh, in the 90s. And I asked him about the UFOs. It just randomly came up. And he's like, Well, I don't know about that, but I can tell you that Lockheed Martin, who does a lot of the aerospace for the military and the government, um, their plant was right across the street from the Ford plant in the 90s in California, where I worked. Yeah. And he said, In the 90s, so the. little backstory about lockheed martin the guy who like was in charge of it he uh said on his deathbed that we have the technology to take et home and we have that right and so he said lockheed martin they came and did a demonstration for the ford engineers in like 1990 or 1989 and he said uh what they did was they brought out this ginormous laser and they pointed it or they like Fired it up and they're just said, Yeah, just stand there. We're going to show you something really cool or whatever. Right. They fire up the laser and they have, they must have mirrors or something because they said when they shot it, it like bent around the building so they couldn't see where it went. Right. And so they didn't know where it was at. And then about 10 minutes later, they're just standing around. The Lockheed engineer goes, Everybody. Cover your eyes. It's going to get really bright. He goes, I didn't wait 10 minutes to co- fucking cover my eyes. So he said they count down from 10, and when they get to zero, it gets really bright. And he said he had to, like, cover his eyes at that point. And they told him after, after the fact that when the laser was gone for 10 minutes, it went into another universe. What? <laughs> And this is the shit they were playing with in 1989 that they were willing to show.
0: Yo. Hey, man. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's insanity. I don't have any cool stories like that from being in the army, but <laughs> that's crazy. I'm, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would definitely be the one to, if I got enough money and got in the right circles, I would definitely start asking the questions, though. I would definitely try to figure out who I needed to get to what secret society is living amongst us that we don't know about yeah because it's i mean it's it's a big universe bro like you know what i'm saying and i don't i don't know if i necessarily like i said i'd have to see one i'd have to see it i'd have to just literally watch an alien transform from like a like i'd have to watch you grow eight arms (laughs) and like three eyeballs bro like yeah i'd have to just watch it bro because it's like i don't know man that's crazy though Another universe is nuts.
1: Yeah. Well, if that's true, then that proves that it's a multiverse, which means that there's probably infinite universes, which means there's probably infinite versions of you out there. Every fork in the road in your life, you just made a different decision. That exists somewhere. That's crazy.
0: That's psychotic, man. I don't know. (laughs)
1: That's nuts, man. Anyways, man. Well, if anybody listening wanted to check out you, check out Qualified, where should they go?
0: Um, yeah so qualified is uh, you can go com. that's QVLFD on my shirt um, and my personal is follow J Mitch follow J E M I T C H. TCH so post awesome. cool stuff make you think you still doing music um, right now I got it on hold man okay. right now all my attentions are on qualified I quit vaping which mm. has been the hardest thing of my life but really trying to get a hold of my mentality and, and grow spiritually so um yeah man so as of right now I'm just growing qualified trying to make it a covid proof right like and then I think once once everything kind of is stable enough and I can quit my job and and really do this full time um I'll start I'll start writing again he yeah. gets to me about it all the time <laughs> he gets to me about it all the time so I mean
1: qualified is dope and I'm I'm glad that you're pursuing that but if you're out there and you haven't heard his music on Spotify look him up <laughs> because it's it's fire That's love I appreciate
0: it yeah I'll definitely be back to 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 write I mean I still write but we we'll back
1: to it so yeah all right guys peace out my man
0: later.